Christ in the Irish Sea. Sunday lunchtime. And with the AGM event now behind us, we're off on a boat trip. That opening song, often thought of as a traditional Manx folk song, uh, actually dates from about 1970, because it was written by Huey Jones of the Spinners uh, folk group. But it's based on the true story of an Isle of Man packet company ship, Ellen Vannin, named after the Manx name for the island, that sank in 1909. I'm told it's now the unofficial Manx National Anthem. Though we're not likely to get into difficulties today, the sea is a wee bit choppy, so we're confined to Douglas Harbour instead of going up the coast. We're on board MV Carina, a 1946-built boat belonging to the Laxey Towing Company. Captain Stephen Carter is our valuable and voluble guide. All the berths in Douglas have names, uh, and the name for various reasons, just above the bridge, uh, on the left-hand side, just where that yellow lorry is, that bird there is called the Angle Bird because it was uh, a dedicated bird. There used to be a tank farm in there for petrol, and it was a dedicated bird that was called the Angle Bird. It was named after the Angle Bird later on. Did you get that? My recording equipment is suffering from extraneous noise here, but I think that's the worst over. We'll get back to Captain Carter now talking about the Tide Watchers. Uh, you can see a little stone built building there uh, that's uh, octagonal. Uh, and that building is called the Watch House. That's a listed building. Uh, and the Watch House uh, was, in fact, um, where the harbour master uh, and people who in those days were called Tide Watchers uh, used to stay when the tide was in. When the harbour was tidal, this, this whole area dries out, so shipping could only arrive and leave Douglas Harbour in those days uh, a couple of hours either side of high water. Uh, and uh, every high water, the harbour master, the duty harbour master, and the Tide Watchers, and they were the men who would tie the ropes up and assist the ships in and out of the harbour in those days. They're called boatmen these days, and that's a job that uh, we do now, but they're not, we're not called Tide Watchers anymore, we're called boatmen. Uh, and they would uh, stay in that little building there, and there's a little fireplace in there. It's had various uses over the years. It's a listed building, uh, and it remains there, and that's the Watch House, and that gives the name to the berth which runs uh, more or less from where that building is down uh, sea with the Watch House berth. Douglas Harbour has undergone a great deal of change over the years, most recently with the advent of container shipping. Here's Captain Carter telling us all about the demise of the old offices and warehouses on the dock and the replacement with modern sheds. Berth, which is called the office berth, uh, and uh, that's where the steam packet ships used to berth uh, in the days when the harbour was tidal uh, before the uh, pier, because that, before the deep water piers were built, because that berthed out. And the steam packet offices and warehouses were, in fact, uh, covered that entire area that is now a car park. That was all steam packet offices and uh, warehouses for many, many years. And in fact, they were only demolished uh, a few years ago when really uh, they became redundant when they stopped bringing big bulk cargo in. All the cargo used to come in little parcels and was sorted out in the warehouse. Well, with the advent of roll-on, roll-off shipping, of course, uh, that is now uh, sort of redundant. So that berth there is called the office berth. Now, if you just look uh, to the sort of right or seaward, you'll see two modern sheds uh, there where the uh, steam packet truckmasters there, those uh, vehicles there that pull the trailers on and off, roll on and roll off ferries, uh, special articulated uh, tractor units uh, designed for pulling uh, articulated trailers on and off uh, ferries. The most poignant and the most unexpected sight in Douglas Harbour was the wreck of the Solway Harvester. 
the Scottish fishing boat that sank with all hands in Manx waters in 2000. Captain Carter explains why she's here. Obviously, now some of you may know the story of the Solway Harvest, or some of you may not. It's a very sad and sorry tale, unfortunately. The Solway Harvester uh, is a Scottish fishing boat, and in January 2000 was fishing off the coast of the Isle of Man, uh, and it had finished fishing, and it was steaming in for Douglas in a gale, and regrettably it turned over and sank with the loss of all seven members of the crew. Uh, and uh, it was a great tragedy at the time, it made the national news. Because it was sank inside Manx territorial waters, even though it was a Scottish fishing boat with a Scottish crew, it fell to the Manx uh, authorities uh, to decide what the cause of the accident was and what happened. Uh, and the coroner's inquest had to take place in the Isle of Man because it was in Manx territorial waters. Well, uh, in order to find out what happened, the Manx government uh, paid over a million pounds. Firstly, uh, they managed to recover the bodies of the seven crewmen after about a month uh, being down. And then about six months later, uh, they had to raise the wreck, and this was an enormously expensive operation, uh, which involved a huge floating crane which came from Belgium, uh, and eventually the wreck was lifted, uh, and uh, uh, we actually, with the uh, tug, the Wendy Ann, which was just astern of us when we sailed, we towed it into Ramsey, uh, where various uh, tests were made on it by the uh, MCA, Maritime and Coast Guard Agency, in conjunction with the Isle of Man's Marine Administration, which is the Isle of Man's equivalent. Uh, and then uh, it was towed down to Douglas uh, because it is effectively evidence uh, in a court case. Firstly, there was a criminal prosecution last year uh, where the owners were uh, taken to court uh, for the manslaughter of the crews. Uh, however, the case fell apart and the owners were acquitted, but the inquest was opened uh, and adjourned pending the outcome of the criminal prosecution. Uh, and the inquest hasn't reopened, although it is due to reopen this month, and the Solway Harvester has been lying in that berth as a rather macabre uh, reminder of this accident for six years now. I think that once the inquest is completed, uh, that something will happen to it, and it will either be taken somewhere and poken up, I suspect, or taken out to see and possibly sunk uh, again where it was uh, originally. Um, but it was very, very sad, uh, and a very, very sad episode, and uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't think anybody envisaged uh, that when it was raised, that the uh, legal proceedings would take uh, six years and, and the thing would still be lying here uh, after uh, sort of that length of time. But I think something is, is likely to happen to it. I don't think I can add much more to that. And I'll sign off today's podcast with Huey Jones and the whole of Ellen Vanin. It seems appropriate. So, see you next time and bye for now. Snaith felt in wool, then Mercury. Fourteen ships have sailed the sea, proudly bearing a man's name. But there's one will never again. Oh, Ellen Barton of the Isle of man gone by me Oh, Ellen Barton Lost in the Irish Sea At 1 a.m. in Ramsey Bay Captain Teal was heard to say Our contract